Hi, Kate here and welcome back to Smarter ED. World news. There have been fireworks in the courtroom during Donald Trump's fraud trial. The defence attorneys, prosecutors and judge came to blows numerous times and Trump received a $10,000 fine for violating a gag order which prohibited him from speaking or posting about court staff following a social media attack on the judge's clerk some weeks ago. Of course, Trump being Trump told reporters that the judge was a, quote, very partisan judge with a person who is very partisan sitting alongside him, perhaps even much more partisan than he is, end quote. We can only assume that he learnt the word partisan that morning. Eloquent as ever. (laughs) Trump's former personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, was on the stand giving evidence against Trump, who he claims inflated the value of his organization's assets to secure loans. Cohen once said he would take a bullet for Trump, but he has since spent a year in prison for tax evasion and their relationship has soured. Business news. The sky's the limit in London as the cap on bonuses for city bankers will be scrapped at the end of October. Outside the EU, ceilings on bonuses are not routinely imposed, so finally they've managed to find a positive for Brexit. That is, if you are not one of the four million destitute Britons living off food banks or getting by on just one meal a day. The cap was introduced in 2014, and to compensate, banks increased employees' salaries. Now that economies are struggling, banks will be relieved that they can cut fixed costs by flattening basic pay, whilst dishing out big bonuses to the top talent they want to hold on to. So financially, little will change, but the British public are sick and tired of the political attention and time the financial sector takes up. The irony is the financial restrictions within the EU are largely what brought about the Brexit vote and dropping the bonus cap is supposed to boost the competitiveness of London's financial industry. Yet European bankers don't want to move to post-Brexit London. Once again, well done Boris. Entertainment Now, I'm not a fan of football, so I wasn't particularly keen on watching the new Netflix documentary on Beckham, but I did and I'm glad. I was expecting a self-indulgent account of a victim, but instead I felt sympathy and surprisingly admiration. I don't remember much about his infamous World Cup foul in 1998 when he was sent off for kicking Diego Simeone. England lost against Argentina on penalties, surprise, surprise, and Beckham went from hero to villain overnight. Even Simeone said the red card was unnecessary and he had shoved Beckham first. It was a childish kick, but the abuse he got from the English tabloids and fans was despicable and it went on for months, making him clinically depressed. He was 23 years old and he made a silly mistake. Anyway, the four-part documentary was a great trip down memory lane, seeing all his haircuts, bizarre fashion statements and celebrity interviews. He now keeps bees, produces honey and is compulsively tidy. Definitely worth a watch. Sport now and the Tour de France 2024 route has been announced. It will begin on the 29th of June in Florence, my adoptive city, and finish in Nice on the 21st of July. 
It's the first ever Grand Depart in Italy and the first ever final outside Paris due to the Olympic Games. It will cross the Alps twice and squeeze in two time trials. From Florence, cyclists will go through Rimini on the Adriatic coast, followed by Bologna and Turin. It will pass into France via the Alps on stage four, which is the first time it will have climbed so high so early on in the race. We then have stages six and seven for wine lovers through various vineyards, including the Champagne region. The finale will travel down the coastline on the French Riviera from Monaco to Nice. Cycling champions are shocked at how tough the route is, and many think it's going to be the most difficult tour in history. 2024 looks set to be a thrilling year for sport in France. Self-development. Last time we talked about staying positive in difficult times, and this week we're going to expand on that. Positive thinking can seem elusive for some people, but it's incredibly important for self-development. It isn't just about happiness. It also cultivates resilience, improves overall well-being, and unlocks our full potential. It's essentially believing in favourable outcomes, no matter what the circumstances are. Positive thinking can improve your life dramatically, both personally and professionally. It helps us to achieve our goals, enhance relationships, boost self-esteem, and improve health, including better stress management. Negative thinking, on the other hand, does the opposite. So how can we apply positive thinking? Well, engaging in positive self-talk is one of the best ways. Instead of criticising yourself, encourage and confirm your abilities. So instead of saying, I can't do this, say, I can do this, or I'm doing the best I can. The more you practice, the easier it'll get. Use visualisation to imagine achieving your goals and overcoming obstacles. Be grateful for what you have. This doesn't mean you can't strive for more, but it stops you from focusing on what you don't have. Mulling over problems doesn't solve them, so focus instead on solutions. Surround yourself with supportive people and situations. Do physical activity to produce endorphins, the body's natural mood lifter. Meditate, sit in silence or draw. The key is staying in the moment and letting thoughts pass by. Prioritise self-care. Eat healthily, get enough sleep and make time for relaxation and leisure activities. I've recently joined a gospel choir, which is out of my comfort zone, but once a week I spend two hours focusing 100% on singing in tune and in sync with a group of wonderful people. The effects last all week. This is also backed by research carried out by the fantastic Mel Robbins. She says you can fill your life up with whatever you want, and she illustrates this with a glass of clear water. Clearly things happen in life that mess things up. They turn the water brown. However, instead of focusing on the bad things and using all your energy on trying to fix them, add in more things that make you happy and focus on those instead. She calls this the blue water. It doesn't eliminate the bad things completely, but it changes your perspective and how you see your life. Even if you think you don't have time, find one hour a week. It will even make you feel you have more time, again, backed by research. So what's your blue water? What brings you joy? Well, that's all from Smart RD for now. Remember to check out the vocabulary on the Superbrian app, and I will talk to you soon. Take care.